This episode brought to you by BRE Promotions. Whether you're just starting out or evolving your brand, BRE Promotions offers you expertly crafted disruptions that'll take you to the next level. BRE Promotions, we make your business shine. Visit us at brepromotions.com to schedule your free consultation. No, Bob Boomy. Hi there, my name is Ms. Saida. I'm a hoodoo practitioner. I'm um, a psychic reader. I'm a witch. And you are listening to the show Nobody But Me, hosted by the wonderful Brian Bowden. Hello, folks and fans, and welcome to another edition of Nobo Boomi, which stands for Nobody But Me. That's right, on our Inside the Goblin Universe network. Uh, over at Podbean, uh, which definitely check it out. We have a lot of great shows. It's a mix, so there's always some good stuff coming in and out of that broadcast area. Uh, today we have a great guest, and it's uh, it's a great way to uh, I would say end the year out um, with a, a very interesting gentleman, as well as something he's just recently uh, published. And we're going to be talking about that today. I want to welcome to the poll of oh, to the show. Sorry about that. It's been, <laughs> it's, been it's been tough with you know being basically confined these these so many months. But uh, let's welcome Paul Eisen to the broadcast. How are you, Paul? Well, hello, and thank you for having me on your show, there, buddy. Oh, it's a pleasure. I mean, you're always this is like you have the key, so you come in whenever the hell you want. Um, but <laughs> but what's really great about this is I think since I've known you for a bunch of years now, I mean, we've been, there, there's been these stories and you know and these we we've talked and, and alluded to certain different things here, but you've taken all the stuff, all these questions that not only I've had but a mutual friend of ours, um, a couple of mutual friends of ours, Cindy, as well as Big Al. And yeah. you've literally put pen to paper, or in this day and age, fingers to keyboard, and yeah. popped out a, a, a book right now that I just finished reading. It's a great read. Um, it's a, Actually, it's a fantastic read. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's, it's fast-paced, it's action, it's everything. And it's available now, I believe, on Kindle, and it's Swamped Us for Twisted Tales. Um, before we get into this great book, because this is what I want to talk about with you today, um, for anybody in our audience that may not know who you are, um, and the name may not sound familiar to some people, can you please give everybody a brief history of yourself? Okay. Hey, guys. Well, I am... Arizona Tramp, a.k.a. Wise Frog. All right. And, yeah, my real name is Paul Eisen. And I had the show Swamp Gas for years. The, the uh, radio station Black Swamp Radio for a long time. And so I got sick of that. And we're not going to really get into that crap, okay? <laughs> but, you know, uh, I had to get out of that. It was It was very depressing towards the end. Very yeah. depressing. And uh, so uh, Swamp Dust was the initial book that I released. And it has four short stories. One is Twisted Life, 
And then there's a couple of there, there's that story about the haunted town that I live in, all the different hauntings that's going on. It's that's rather short. Then there's uh, a short little you know story that I wrote about a dragon. And then there's um, twist of fate, which uh, how do I how do you put it? it? It is the first part to the novel Immortals Among Us, and that is a four-part novel. So if you want to read my work and see whether you even like me or not, then you read Swamp Dust. And if you do like me, then go ahead and you can buy Immortals Among Us and Twisted Life as of today will be, I will hit the submit button today. Right. And you have to uh, reread that story, Brian, because uh, the very, the beginning of the story is a little bit different and it starts different. I'm not going to give anything away. And the end is I rewrote the end of it because there's stuff in that that I didn't put in the original version that is and and by the way for those people who like this kind of stuff and know who I am this story twisted life is my basically the biography you can either take it as fiction or you can take it as truth it's up to you yep um you know, it's it's very interesting, and I'm I'm actually more than happy to reread because um, I, I want to see how how you made your adjustments and and you you know you did your create creative I'm gonna call it edits on on the actual story. We've had a discussion after re- actually when I was reading this, um, we, I get a, you know I get the phone call from you like well well you know or a text and I'm we had a couple of discussions and I'm like. It's it's a fantastic book. Now I, I want to. This is where I wanted to talk about it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go basically in order if it's all right. A little bit here. Well, hang on a second sure. because uh, Brian is doing the cover for Twisted Life. Ah, Twisted Life: Time slips, reality shifts, and aliens. Okay, well. that, that 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 I think. <laughs> That is like an awesome name. I mean, I don't care if anybody else likes the work. I do. I, I'm I'm pretty proud of it, and I I really like the the cover that Brian did for this. Oh. This is fucking awesome. My, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, you know, when I when I do I do uh, covers for people. Um, a lot of it, 99 percent, is for friends. I, I just have a hard time um, charging people for whatever. I'm I'm an idiot that way. But uh, what I like to do is encompass a lot of of what you're going to encounter or allude to what you're going to encounter in the cover. Um, and let me tell you, hell, let's start with that one. You know, I mean, that, that, that's, you know, twist of fate. It was just, what a great way to end a, a, a novel on a suspenseful level. It was, you know, I want people to understand the way the way the writing is done is as if you're sitting by a campfire and someone's telling you this story. Okay, it's not That's... your traditional literature in that in that sense. It's written, you know, there's there's di- a lot of dialogue, there's there's imagery and everything, but it's like you've got to wrap your mind around like you're sitting right next to Paul at a campfire, <laughs> you know, and he's just like revealing this. 
and mm, it's great. That's exactly how I intended it. Yeah, and that's exactly how I got it. And, um, you know, so, some of these people that are out there um, in this world may not like that style, but that is literally how you have to take this in. It's as if you're, you're, you're eavesdropping on this campfire conversation. And once you get that into your head, it flows I mean, it still flows beautifully either way if you even don't have the imagery in there. I mean, I started off the book, and you even said, that's basically how this is written. And if you don't like it, you know, kiss my, you know what? Kiss my ass, <laughs> yeah. Kiss my ass. <laughs> and that's, you know, I can appreciate more of that stuff. And I think a lot of us that are, you know, we're, we're fans of you. I mean, you're you're a really great guy. I've considered you like, like a brother and a family besides this. But it's like, that's you. And I would expect nothing else from you. If you came out with like, uh, do you have any great Poupon? I'd be like, who the hell are you and what you do with them? <laughs> you know? Well, you know, I, Rod Serling, I'm a big fan of Rod Serling and a uh, big fan of Vincent Price and a big fan of uh, what the hell, Ray Bradbury. So there's where I get my influences from to write is, is people like that. Yeah, and it's like okay, well, don't make your stories so damn drawn out that you know you're just gonna, you know, get sick of it and put it down. You, you know, I mean, something that I think is lacking in today's world is the the ability for the the person that's experienced the media, be it audio, video, or book, you know, book, written, print. Um, to actually start to use something that we used to use growing up before all this electronics and technology is our imagination. Oh, uh, yeah. And you literally bring us back to that point and give a sample of what it's like to not rely on a piece of electronics, even though you're reading it from a Kindle, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, okay. but you've got to, you know, you try. That's what I loved about, about your writing is that you can, you're there. Well, Immortals Among Us, uh, which was originally Ancients of Days Lies Hidden Within Us, and that book is on uh, Amazon as well for $900, and uh, <laughs> Create Space people told me to list it at that price if I didn't want it sold. Because, right. okay, what, what happened to make this, get this out of the way real quick, is sure. I submitted my work to Create Space. It was not any good. It needed high editing. So my wife, Kelly, edited the book. It was perfect. We submitted it to CreateSpace, and the file would never update. Gotcha. Okay. So they screwed me on that. Uh, I had someone do an awesome cover, and, you know, so it looks really nice. But that's what's wrong with that novel. So what I did is I rewrote it as... Uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, Immortals Among Us. Uh, and it is rewritten, re-edited. It's it, it, the best it will ever be as far as I'm concerned. And uh, uh, that's where the story comes from. Now, the story itself took t uh, 10 years to write because uh, it happened. I wrote it during the time that I was, you know, traveling uh, I, I started the book with pen and paper and a week later I had my first computer with word 95 
Right. And then I ended up in Sedona and had nothing. So I had pen and paper and I wrote a whole part, uh, the second part of the novel with pen and paper. And then I had to go back through and put it in a digital format. Uh, so a lot of things went on in my life at that time where it took, it literally took me 10 years to write that book. And finally, when I published it, Create Space fucked me. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, I'm and, with you on that. But yeah. You know, so anyway, that's the history of what that's about. It's my first work and uh, that was published my first work that was published right. and uh, you, you can literally read the difference between the work then and the work recent. Now, now don't get me wrong. Um, Cause I, I have uh, my book on create space. I have a couple of people have books on create space. If you want to go purchase the agent days lies hidden within for that $902, that is a pretty profit for you. Uh, <laughs> you know, so. Oh, come yeah. on. No, <laughs> nobody's going to spend that. Kind. It's not, it's intended. The price is intended so that no one will. Yeah, but if buy someone that does, book. that you know what that, that profit no one, is? That's hundreds of dollars in profit. Oh, well, nobody's going like, nobody's, nobody's to buy that. Yeah. Nobody ever will. I don't care how famous I am. No. <laughs> Not that I'm ever going to be famous, but, you know, I mean, it's still, I, nobody's going to buy that. Nobody's right. going to buy a Stephen King novel for that kind of money, let alone buy yeah. my novel. For Unless that it was of. written in, like, Stephen King's blood, which which, which we can probably, which, you know, manufacture you know, or something like that. Yeah. I, but, yeah. but you know, yeah, I mean, you know, this is, this is one of the things, like, you know, when I started reading it, I'm like, holy crap, is this an autobiography? <laughs> you know, I mean, like, in many ways, it's like, not that it... it it, it reads from experience and, you know, not to say that I want, I, I want it to be your autobiography, but I mean, when you get into, like, when you start off this book, you just like literally like, boom, you hit the ground running. You are going 95, a hundred miles an hour on a freaking bike and you're flying. You know, you start off in, in that, that twisted life, you know, story and, all the stuff that starts getting shotgunned to you and you're going in and out of different type of i guess is it realities that you that that story is based on well you know time slips reality shifts and aliens yeah right. realities i'll give you a, a an example of a reality uh that's different than this reality in this reality the twin towers two both twin towers well both towers they fell in a different reality, only one tower fell. And it wasn't hit by a plane. It was, it was another reason it came down. Right. Um, you know, but the, the thing is, is that it came down, and it's going to come down every time, but it doesn't necessarily have to be because two planes hit it. Right. And, and it could be Tower 2 this time. The next time it could be Tower 1. Uh, exactly. Uh, it depends. Uh, a, a different reality is, uh, okay, so it, it doesn't have to be the same person every single time to cause an event to happen. doesn't matter how big or small that is. Right. Um, it, it's just it's just very interesting that, that you know, um, pardon the expression, the, folks, well, it's, the, like a, it's like a mind fuck as you use it. Exactly. The event is the fixed point in time, not the person or persons involved in causing that event to happen. Right. And that's where you get your split in between different realities. And in this in this story, you're going, I mean, what, I don't want to give away too much. I want people to actually read this. 
Um, but the characters are just characters. I mean, they're freaking amazing. Now, there, you know, this this mom character in that story, um, and I think they. It, oh, she's a. Yeah. Up, oh, you just—I just lost you. I just lost Paul. I'm going to try to call him back right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've mentioned my mother in a computer. That's well, I'm with you on that, man. Uh, that's something my witchy bitchy mother would have done as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll get back into it about the character of your mom, which is almost a dual role there. Um, is, is, there's you know some some interesting stuff oh. in there. Um, well, when you, when you read the first part of the of the new book here, yeah, in the next few days, you'll understand how she was able to do that. Okay, that's not a problem. I mean, they, you know, and in the you know in, in that story, I mean, the the people you you meet a variety of individuals that are just in in themselves alone could probably be a short story. You know, between um, your grandfather Ed. Um, that priest that we're going to meet. Oh, you want to talk about Colin? I can tell you about the Collingwood incident. Y- you know what? You let's in, in... let's give me a little bit about the Collingwood incident. And but with you know, I don't want to. Re- I don't personally don't want anybody to reveal to me. It's kind of hard to, when you're talking about a book. You want to go with a certain sequence, but you don't want to screw the reader out of it. So yeah, well, go, yeah. go into a Collingwood experience. Well, I, I, think I, when they... I will. I will. I'll tell you the way that they have the records for it now the collingwood art center is a real place and uh it is called the collingwood art center now because they uh for a while there they had artists live there and the artists would create their work there and so on and so forth but back in the day it was owned by the catholic church after the original builder um uh, donated it to the Catholic Church, and this was back in the 20s. <clears throat> um, and during the time, uh, um, I, I changed the timelines inside the book, but it was actually more of like 1940 uh, when this priest lived there. And um, the priest was an evil son of a bitch. And the head nun, the mother uh, superior, was in on it. But they don't char- they don't tarnish their names as far as the public knows today. And uh, that's it, very, that's very interesting. It, it stopped being owned by the nuns in in like sixty eight sixty nine. It was owned to, by the Catholic Church until nineteen eighty or something like that. But the nuns did not live there. Uh, after 1969, the church did not use the building after that, and then it was purchased and um, used for other things after that. Right. It's it's so, a very interesting, you know, re, when uh, you want to talk about timing and time travel and and uh, uh, I guess synchronicity of of events. Um, there's, you know, I've read this book. 
it's been out for oh, a couple of weeks now, right? Um, yeah. I well, I, I should say 1930s. Uh, okay. 1930 is is when the main character and uh, the main characters of the book right. were at at the uh, at the facility, and it was just after World War One, and they. What they did is the, there was nowhere to put the homeless vets, and it was just after the swine flu and all this kind of after all this kind of neat stuff, which was basically no, that was 1920, wasn't it? That would have been uh, 21, I believe, right? That would have been 1921. Yeah, sorry, I, I get things screwed up sometimes. Uh, but at the same time, there were so many children running around that they would uh, let the children stay at. And this, there's no record of. If you formally go and do any research about um, the Collingwood Arts Center here in Toledo, right? there is no record of how they used it for orphans. But they did. If you remember a few years ago, I was with Harold uh, from Ghost Hunters, uh, yep. Total Ghost Hunters. And we were in the Collingwood Art Center, and we were in the attic, and I made the comment on audio, if there's any children here, please give us a sign. And boom, 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 you hear, it sounded like 20, 20 people stopping their feet on the ground. But you're looking at the video, and nobody's fucking moving. Right. Uh, I remember, actually, when you released that, and now I can see the correlation and the connection to it. Um, you know, it's you got to understand, like you know, you releasing this this book, the the four twisted tales, and in this that first story, things are going down in there that are being validated today. Um, there was a recently, I think in the last couple of weeks, um, this archbishop, former archbishop uh, for the United States. Um, released and gave a, uh, an open letter to our president telling them of the evil deeds that the, the Vatican and the church have been doing. And I read that recently because it was a second letter from this, this, this archbishop and I immediately thought of this book and I immediately thought of that, that, that establishment and what was, what, what you're going to discover in there. It's just, yeah, it's I, just another I, great layer on top I, of that I don't story. want to give too much right. away, but the priest would take these children and he not only, uh, it, it, let's just put it this way, one of the things he did with the children was sell them into human trafficking. That's not everything he did. Right. That was just one of the things that he did. Uh, if Do you remember Kara? Uh, My friend Kara? Yes. From from the yeah, yeah. Uh, from the swamp, the chat room, in the swamp. Yes, she was there. Oh, she man. was there. Uh, she goes by Tara, is her name in the book. Okay. All right, I didn't mention too much about her because Kara didn't want me to. Well, that and that's right. fine. But, you know, that's and so, but I do mention her in there and. So in River, uh, River Song, uh, yes. yes, she gets the name from Doctor Who, of course, but I explain the reason why. And her real name is Colleen, and she was there with me, and she has gone all over the place with me, uh, only this time she didn't want to go through that that we went through again. And for some reason, 
and I think the aliens had something to do with this personally, right. is that they allowed us to remember what we had done in our past, in our past realities or lives or however you want to go about talking about it <laughs> because um, they want to see whether or not we would actually go through the shit again even though we knew the outcome and how badly it was and you know there was an event in the book where the last part of uh, the, the the bad decisions that I made were because uh the little girl in the book had died. She was brought back. She, we managed to bring her back. Right. Uh, but at the same time, he's still all fucked up in the head because she's dead. Yeah. And it, can you imagine the mind fuck that's going on with this guy? This, this is the whole all thing right? about the story. And he's making yeah. the bad decisions because he's so mind fucked. Yeah. You and, know, this is what I was saying. Like this, this whole, you know, there's a lot of that going on here, that that mindfuck. But really, you bookend in, in this book is is like really great mindfucks and and twists and turns. And it's just, I I would probably lose my 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 shit if I remembered all these things, um, as these travelers have done. And yeah, well, you know what? I don't know, blame them not wanting to go back. And it, it's painful. It, it's pain. It, it oh, dude. It is so painful. It, every single night of my life, I lay here in my bed at night, and something about what happened in the past comes up in my head. You know, even if you don't believe in the time travel, this story is a good story. Oh yeah, read it just for the sake of reading it, and 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 all that kind of jazz. Yeah, I, I mean, like what I would say to anybody when you read this book. Um, what I wanted was, and I, th- I think I said it to you before, I'm like, I wanted more. I wanted more information. I wanted you to go deeper into these little stories between some of the famous people you're going to meet throughout this journey. And, well, and I mentioned, you know. I, 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 I sort of did that. I didn't really touch too much on that because it, take, it would take away from the rest of the, of, of the book. But I, uh, uh, in, in uh, Twisted Life, you've got the beginning and the end that, that add to the story and accentuate the story, and, or however that word is pronounced. Right. Um, it, it's, you know, what's very interesting, you said you get the beginning and the end, but do you really have the, begin, the, the end? You know, because there's, there's a couple different catches in this book, and it's really going to blow your mind. Well, there's a great big catch to the book. Yeah. Great big catch if you if you uh, that is if you don't go back and you don't do the things that you did before, well the events still trans transpire. Right. I mean, what about Artemis and the fact that she actually uh, she, she inherited Rivers money? And she has a house or had a house until she died. And her family still lives in that house and resides along the Maumee River. All right. So if the events, if I don't do the events like I did them before, how does that happen in that family? The house will be there, but the family will not be there. And you've got three, four generations of fucking people there now that wouldn't exist. 
Right, and what's very interesting is, and this is a this is something that I think uh, we've had a couple different conversations with throughout the years before this book it was penned by you. Um, it's you know a lot of people foresee or foretell the future, and they've seen the future. They go in advance. They say this shit's going to happen. Boom, boom, boom. And I've something I've learned throughout many, many years, and I think we may have even had like not an argument but we we've discussed it several different times and we also talk about with Cindy about this is I've come to the terms that the future although what you're seeing is reality the future is fluid you actually mentioned that in the book yes it's very important you can understand that uh, but but it's fluid meaning it can change but I think there's always it, you know what you're saying in this story is there are certain elements certain segments that even though things change, will always remain the same. There is nothing you well, can say yeah, that's going to change it. There are events that will stay the same. There are events that will not happen. And there are events um, that will happen, only they will either happen sooner or later in the timeline right. from where you're used to. There, uh, Things are so fluid that uh, it's just like throwing a pebble in, in a river at the very beginning of the river, you will always that that river will the flow of that river will always be changed, forever changed after that. Right. But you know, it's not enough of an influence to keep that water from doing what it's going to do further down the river. It just happens in a different way. Yeah, there's so much momentum it seems behind you know this the story, and you kind of. What's really great is you, you feel for these characters that are going in there and doing what they got to do, trying to, to, to prevent a specific end or an outcome. And you can feel the, you get the anguish, and you get the agony. This is why it's a great story. It's like, it's, it's the ultimate campfire tale. It's one well, it, it, you know, it's like he got back to the future where, you know, he had something to do with his parents. And then you've got what I just wrote. And it tells you why you don't fucking want to do that, man. <laughs> I, was, I said it's really funny because Al, Al, and, Al uh, and, and I and you were on. A, uh, we have a little <laughs> chain there, and I gave you a summary of of basically the bottom line is don't let you ever make decisions. <laughs> you know, it's 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 weird. It's like there's you can try all you want to do certain things. But if, if I was like, if they tell you to go left, you need to go right. <laughs> you know, it's just, but you know, this is part of us as individuals, you know, no matter if you're uh, a human species, an alien species or whatever, you, you, you know, it's part of the learning curve and it's into, it's, it's in you. It's, it's innate in you. I mean, we were, we were talking about like, you know, um, why is it, you know, in this story, because it's it's a lot a lot of time travel. There's a lot of time travel in in all of this. Well, I'm going to say there's there's time travel and a dimensional travel. I'll just say that there's reality slips. Yeah. And 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 things like that. And a reality slip is different than a time slip. And a time slip is okay. Uh, you wake up and something's different when, when you wake up than it was the day before. And that's what a time slip is. It's like, okay, well, um, events seem to have changed and I'm 
repeating what happened six months ago in some aspects. That's what a time slip is, as close as I can come to. And are you conscious of it? Is it like a deja vu? Moment? Well, you, you more unless you're able to pay attention to it and you understand what it is, you shake your head and move on. Oh, so it's not like a deja vu. Like I think I just did this. It's just, it, you know, I mean, because um, actually, cut my kids. Been okay, here's a great example of a time slip. Okay. You know the my pillow guy? Yes. The my pillow guy. All right. Twenty-five, thirty years ago, or whatever it was, nineteen eighty-three, eighty-four. Right. When I'm with my first wife. And my kids are not even a year old. My pillow guy was selling his pillows on the TV. If you go to his website, you're, you're, seriously? if you go to his website, 11 years ago right. is when he started selling his, his pillows. That is a time slip. Hello? Hold that thought. Hold on. I had my mute on because, you know, I've learned my lesson. Um, so, <laughs> you know, after doing this for a couple of years, you learn to shut your mouth and, and shut off the volume. And, um, and then you forget about it. But so now what I'm thinking is the MyPillow guy's a fucking alien. <laughs> no. He's just a time you traveler. You experienced the time slip. It had nothing to do with him. Oh, it has nothing to do with him. I was it has nothing him. to do with him. He's just doing what he's doing, unaware that he's, he's doing going what in and out he's of time. doing. You went through the time. You went through the time slip. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. He didn't go through the time slip. In the reality that you are presently in right now, he started his thing 11 years ago. That is the time slip. That is the reality change. That's interesting. Um, here, speaking of time, while we while we're still on this this time slip, you know, thing, when you know, one of the questions I had is, why do you? You know, with time, only you know, go back or ahead so far. You are limited to well, certain I, aspects okay. of that. So I took my. I got when I was a kid. I got my measles shot, and and things like I got my polio shot and all this kind of happy stuff. If I go back five hundred years, the strain that even remotely covered that is no longer existent. And I am not protected. Ah, very interesting concept. If I go back 500 years, all right, say I went back 500 years and I'm in England, they're not going to understand my, my, my speech. They're not going to understand how I talk. And I'm not going to understand how they talk. Plus the fact they're going to look at me and call me a witch and kill me. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> it's like, witch! But the same holds true in the future. Dialects have changed so much in the, in the future, five hundred. In the future, you know, five hundred years from now, that you know, communication is 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 going to be incredibly hard, incredibly difficult. All right, that alone, the fact that disease. If I go back five hundred years, right, and um, the or however long ago the Black Death. Well, I'm not going to go back to where the period of the Black Death. Neither am I. <laughs> That's not, that's not I on my hit list. difficulty enough understanding Mr. Commodore Perry. All yep. right, back uh, in 1811 and 1812. 
little connection. It, was, it took a while to get used to it, and it took him a while to be able to understand me. And he usually had to speak for me when I wanted something. Well, what's and that, that, that's with Commodore Perry. That was with Commodore Perry, who uh, was one of the uh, main reasons that we won the War of 1812. Right. And, he played and, a great, big, significant part in that. And if I'm correct, didn't he travel to the Arctic? No. Wasn't that, oh, was that Amor? Which Perry was that then? It's not the same. I do not remember. Okay. But uh, Commodore Perry didn't do that. Um, and you, your currency, all right, obviously, you have no currency for, for back then. You can't afford to exchange currency in this day and time for the currency back then, which was gold. Hey, you can't afford to do that. All right. So what you, what I did is I would do things like I'd buy a five pack of, of Bic lighters and I would trade them. You nice. know, Bic, Bic lighters, you know, if anybody found them in this day and age, they just see, say, oh, well, somebody's been here before. Right. For one. And for two, they would be so degraded by now that, you know, it wouldn't matter. And back then, you know, the lighter lasts for, what, a month? Depending on how you use it, a month or two or three or whatever the fuck. And it's done. And they do not have the ability to create that lighter in that time. Even though they can see how it works and understand how it works, they don't have access to the parts. They don't know what plastic is. They don't or anything. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. I, I get it. I mean, and, and that actually, it's really funny. Um, favorite lighter is the Bic lighter. Um, I gave up my Zippos after I lit my mother's roof on fire in the car once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bad idea. Uh, that thing went up like a Christmas tree. Um, <laughs> but um, what, a, what a novel way to, not that necessarily you want to prove that you're from the future or whatever, but it sure is something interesting oh, that would catch my attention. Uh, if it's it's almost the equivalent of someone coming back here and here here you go, and you point something at it like the the new lighter where you point it, it's a light beam like a laser or something like that. I'm like oh my god, this is we don't you know we don't have something like this. But um, uh, I think it was Admiral Perry um, who went to the Arctic. So I was just I was just looking that up and I actually found the 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 Perry apartments. So <laughs> oh the Commodore Perry apartments. Yeah. Yes, I found a link to that. And um, I can see the hotel and motel holiday in there. It's a beautiful building. Um, it's, it's. I was just in that building. Let's see, what was it? August. I finally got weaseled my way into the into the building, and I'm standing at the stairs, right where the 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 stairway that goes up to the restaurant is. They've got that blocked off. Yep. And. I am just wishing and wishing and wishing and wishing and wishing that she would come down the stairs and talk to me. Yeah, you but know, at the same time, I've got a security guard that uh, is getting ready to walk through the door and um, either, at the very least, give me a ticket for uh, uh, trespass. So uh, <laughs> <because> <laughs> I, I went in there illegally. I didn't have permission to go in there. You are not allowed in there unless you a resident brings you in there or you've got some other formal business in there or you have written permission like uh, um, 
uh, Chris uh, Tillman from Haunted Toledo. Right. You have to, you uh, and have to. they no longer, that was a one shot deal when they did that. And uh, they will not, they won't let me in there. They won't let anybody in that fucking place. And if I were to hit the lottery, I would buy that building just so I could go walking through there. Right. I mean, it's, 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 it's actually outstanding. It's gorgeous. It's. Oh, man. That's $3,000 for an apartment in there. Yeah, well, you know, money talks. And, yeah. back you know. in the back in the day, it was, uh, I mean, it was extravagant back in the day. I can't tell you. It was like, uh, it was very expensive to live there. Yeah, very expensive. It's, it's, the building that's next door, where uh, the main character, the main character stayed, that building has been closed down now for since 1970. Um, that, that must be, you know, it's, it's, it's very, it's something is interesting with this story when you go back and forth and you're reading this story and, and I'm telling you, go get this. It's a Kindle. It's a fast read. It's a quick read. You're going to enjoy every moment of it. And I guarantee it's going to lead you to the next and the next and the next. But it's, it triggers those moments in me when like, you know, you have that, like when you walk in someplace, you're like, this place looks so freaking familiar and you've never been there before. Or you think you have, <laughs> haven't been there before? Um, it, it's an amazing, um, it's an amazing place. Um, is that the staircase when you go in? And it's like a little rotunda in the front of it, and it looks like there's gates on it or whatever inside. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. You look, you, yeah. That's yeah. exact. That, that's it. Yeah, it's just. Um, if you look at the cover art that my uh, stepdaughter did with a girl going up there in, in, in right. swamp dust that resembles, uh, that very much resembles what that is. But yeah. that, you know, that was an artist rendition of it and she has never seen the staircase. So she had to do with what she could. Right. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a, it's an amazing place. They don't make them like that anymore. I'll tell you that. But, um, you know, it, that, that, that alone is a great story. You're going to, you know, the characters in it are amazing. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of like, oh, crap, <laughs> you know, moments like that did not just happen. Um, in relationship to parents and what parents do to each other. Um, and, you know, what? in the end, you, you really are craving. You want more. You want more of that. Um, and that segues into... The haunted stories, which are very interesting stories in themselves, in the second, you know, I, I'm going to break it into the second book. You know, these, that short, the short stories, the haunted, interesting stories. I mean, I love these little ghost stories, and they kind of like like uh, what is it, creature features? Remember the old days, creature feature? It's like a little bit of a of a like a like an appetizer before you get into what I love, which is in the third end, which is that unfreaking believable story, and you got dragons in it and dragons from that point forward um yeah and that is just a again you know i'm i'm like i want more <laughs> i want well, more of this story you know, like how did it happen when I, where did I've it got come this, from I've, I've got the swamp behind me and yeah. this summer it was windy as all hell and one great big dead cottonwood took out five trees through, in this wind and I'm looking at it afterwards um, before I cut it all. I mean, it's all almost all, well, 95% of it's all cut up now and ready to burn. 
But uh, I'm looking at it and said, "Oh wow, that'd be that'd be great for a story." What a dragon knocked that that down with its tail. I mean, that's that's when I came up with that. Oh and yeah. It's like okay, well, that's what happened. And, you know, and it's like the story has a happy ending. You know, and, and all that kind of happy stuff because people love happy endings. Oh yeah. And, who doesn't like a happy ending? Okay, we're talking about different stories now. But go ahead. <laughs> sorry folks this isn't for kids but um, oh. <laughs> i'm sorry but no, no seriously everybody does love a happy ending yeah no you know it, it's like it's a great story it's fa- it's really cool it's a, it's a, it's like i'm gonna say the word it's it's you know it starts that magic and it's like i wanted more i wanted to know a little bit more about why it was there and how it was there and and you know you go into details and you you know but i want more so i'm you know of of one of the other stories if you ever got a got a moment and you felt so inclined i would definitely love you to take take your imagination and and your you know and just expand on that one alone that was that's a really because i think there's something to that and i think that's a great segue into the into the you know the next story i mean like you know we're talking dragons how could you not like them <laughs> oh yeah lady mortician is Mort- yeah, lady mortician that's the name i came up with for the dragon in in uh, or more or more immortals among us uh she is a very classy dragon and uh she reminds you of the perception that you have in your head of dragons that speak, you know, from all the other stuff that you've uh, acquired over the years. Right. But I, I didn't get the uh, Sean Connery voice out of the dragon. <laughs> oh, no, you're not going to get a Sean no. Connery voice. Morticia's no. female, you know, so. Oh, 100%. But it's just... Um, and I didn't mean to, I don't want I don't want to jump from from that to that, but I want to get into um, the, uh, the the last tale, which is Twist of Fate, uh, because dragons pick it up then there as well. Um, and it seems like it really does. It seems like a sidebar to one of the adventures in the first story. It almost like does it? You it, you get that? Yeah, it seems like you, you kind of didn't tell it in Twisted Life. And then you kind of like, oh, and by the way, <laughs> you know, and it, it's because the settings are very similar in many ways. Well, Twisted Life will make you cry, literally. Yes. You will cry. You will, you cannot, and if you don't cry, you will be very emotional. You, that's just the way that it works. It's not that way in Immortals Among Us. No. You don't get super emotional over the characters. You're not going to cry if somebody, I don't. Well, I do carry, kill somebody off, I think, in there. But um, you don't get emotional when, when the characters do the things that they do. No, but you go from, some, you know, like the, 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 the first, there's a lot of love in, 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 in um, all stories. It's really prevalent in the first. In, there's, lo- there's a different type of love in the, in the, the, the um, unbelievable unfreaking believable and then well, it gets into like a real love like like a, you understand why someone is driven well the one thing i do that's important to mention uh with the, the immortal species that that is that this book is about is the fact that uh my neighbor uh sue she used to go in the chat room sometimes yes 
she uh, was asking me all about the gay girl. And I'm going, what? And then it dawned on me that people thought that she was being gay. And it's like, no, the species in the book, they don't judge uh, gender at all. They, uh, love is love inside that book. Right. And, and you know, it's uh, they don't care if it's male, female, uh, or whatever, you know, it is. Love is love. They're, they're past that um, judgmental bullshit. Right. Um, so. Which is fine. It, 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 it's totally fine. What I found very interesting is the settings, you know, in that one, when you when you drift into now, when you go into this that that moment, the, the place called the shadows, the shadow, the shadow, sh- sh- yeah, shadow, shadow world, you go to the shadow, shadow world. Um, I, th- I found that to be a, f- a fantastic um, way to kind of explain what almost like what happens, I guess, when you move from life, this human shell, this you know, that you're held into, into um, the astral yeah the yeah. astral plane and it's yeah. just in a, I mean visually I'm like holy crap I can see this I mean I could see this being transformed into a, a, a movie or a visual uh, spectrum um, it's such a it's an, it's an incredible place like does things in that realm where you go to just defy the laws of physics um, or, or is there certain rules and laws that, that govern that that realm besides uh, what's her name uh, Lana who uh, apparently is uh, one badass uh, yes yeah yes 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 yeah she's very uh, ba- very badass <laughs> now <laughs> everybody in there is a badass except for the bug dude yeah but you know uh, <laughs> well, the, you that, know, you'll just have to find out who what bug I'm referring to in there right. but the astral uh, I, I call it shadow because it's a different part of astral it's the part of astral where in astral when you have been to astral and you are conscious of it aware of it and so on and so forth um, you understand that there is life there that exists there and doesn't exist in the physical world out of choice is, this is that part that much of that is true right uh and there um if you want to uh, it's kind of like the border that you're always talking about of, of of bigfoot and stuff like that right jumping from uh the physical reality and into the moment right. it's sort of something like that yeah, I was gonna. Right. I was gonna say, is it is it interdimensional or is it its it, own it's, place? It's 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 its own place. In fact, uh, it, I I tend to go with the Aborigine thing and the uh, Native American thing of this physical world came out of the dream time. The only ah, difference, it, the it only difference is okay. is that when you are in shadow, you use your mind to create things and make things happen. Where you have to use your hands in this world. That's the big difference. You there? Hold on. Yes, I'm still here. I apologize. I'm the mute guy again. Um, I was going to ask you on a question of that. I like that concept where you're using your mind to create uh, what what you need or want. But are you governed in shadow? 
by something that says like like hey I want to be the richest person in shadow that 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 crap's not going to happen. Well, wh- when you read immortals you when you read immortals among us you can have as much as you want or as little as you want it depends on what what your mindset is. And there's an example of that in in uh, immortals among us about what you exactly what you're asking. Right. I mean I'm just I'm I'm like stoked about uh about this you know the the series and and you know uh, I just picked up the Immortals Among Us and I haven't yet to start reading it. I had to sink it. Um, I'm waiting to get into that well, one. Well, remember it's... what I said uh, before I forget. I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, no, uh, not a problem. But, but uh, thought creates reality. Yeah, you know, remember when I said that? I fucking six years, seven years ago now. Thought creates reality. That's basically what this whole shadow deal is. Yeah, you know something that we we all. You, you are doing it as well as, as uh, Al and myself. We do the investigations into the paranormal. And the concept of, of uh, totems or whatever, the thought process, creating some of these weird paranormal cryptidisc uh, species has always played, uh, it's, it's always in the back of the head of the thinking, is that the case, is that true? Um, and what you see here in Shadow is it is um it's it's it you know what's great i love about the story is um yeah i'm a D geek so deal with it people um i played dungeons and dragons it, it was uh, i still have the original books they're probably worth a little bit more than they i bought them for but it's the fantasy part of it there's a lot of magic being used um, yeah well there's a, there's there's a uh one event that happens where there's two dragons fighting and the uh, main characters were on the back of one of the dragons until they started fighting, but they don't fall to the ground because they don't want to. Right. It's it's almost like you can have a a, a, a giant uh, cliff that's ten thousand feet high, and you can jump off of it and you can float yourself down to the bottom because you don't want to fall to the bottom. It's it's really interesting concept. It's again, I'm going to use term like you, we've been using it from the beginning. It's a mind fuck because it's like. It, it allows your imagination to kind of run wild while the story is taking place. Like, what would what, what would I do in the shadow? You know, who would I be? Um, it's just it's 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 a really great it's a great love story actually. Um, and again, wanting more, it has all those elements to it. I mean, I I I've told you before that I think your these these stories should be their own graphic novels. And hopefully we can get that done with you. Well, no, I'm, I originally at one point back a long time ago, back when I was still in Sedona, um, <clears throat> the graphic novel, uh, there was, a, I, at, when I first got to Sedona, there was a, a painter who I lived on his property for the first couple months. And he read the, the, the part that you did because that's all I had at the time. And he read that, and he said that would make a great graphic novel. Uh, graphic novel. Uh, and, and just like today, uh, back then, I don't know anybody that could that could do that work. Yeah. Um, I used to know someone. I was very good friends with him. He worked for Marvel as well as DC. Great, talented artist. He's one of my good friends from high school. <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, he would be the guy I would, I would point you to, and he probably would have been like, yeah, I got this. Um He's, he's very well known, Hector Colazzo. 
Hope you're all right up there, Hector. Um, unfortunately, he passed away. But this is something that if 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 one of our our mutual associates does have that kind of talent, um, I think there's something they may want to want to get a, get behind. And I I, I call it a, a <laughs> what is it when you uh, um, you do per bono uh, for free um, just to get your name out there. If you especially if yeah. you have enough talent, you're gonna love this story. This is so perfect for that kind of translation well i i know someone who joseph long is his name and he is a graphic artist but everything he does is an anime so yeah, no no that's not the that's not the style I, it's not I, that's not the style of this yeah. book so yeah it would be yeah you need more uh, um um not a comic there's there's a, there was a style a long long time ago oh god my age um, there was a series of comics <laughs> <laughs> that came out called uh, Camelot 3000. It was the first time that they started using higher-end paper and the printing process. And it, it, based on Camelot, you know, you could get the idea. Um, that's the style that I would put this in, not the, uh, the current comic um, S style. There is a certain style, I don't know the, the full name, but anime is not... This is not an anime story. I no, mean, it's not an. Yeah, not, yeah not, not at all. I mean, you know what? Actually, Ad Admiral Perry. Uh, I mean, Commodore Perry's adventures into Japan and Asia when he did go would be more on the anime because you could do a little more. You know, it's relating to that culture. But this is a totally different um, uh, forte. But it's such a great story. I, you know what? I really did love the book. Um, I, I can't thank you enough. I know, <laughs> I know. I made a couple comments to you, and I know I may have pissed you off in those comments. <laughs> um, and we'll just keep it like that. But it wasn't. It wasn't anything to to bring uh, anything down. I'm just like I'm like these treated in a different way for a different type of of, of reader. Um, well, I, the thing I can say yeah. is read the stories for the stories. If you are a grammar Nazi, oh God, yeah. I don't give a flying fuck. If yeah. you're a grammar Nazi and you don't like it because you don't like the grammar, well, you know what? It is what it is. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Yeah. I, I mean, basically, that's it. And again, um, you being you, I know that this is what you want and it doesn't matter what anybody says exactly i learned a long time ago in life you do what you need to do right. don't worry about anything else if somebody gets enjoyment out of what you do it doesn't matter if it's my music if it's my or my woodwork or or whatever it is if someone enjoys what i do and they're grateful for you know uh reading or whatever they're doing and they all that kind of happy stuff that's great yeah. But you are going to – I don't care if you are the most perfect in whatever that you do. There's always going to be a critic. Oh, and you, please. You, you, yeah. can't, you cannot let other people dictate what you want to do. You just have to do it, plain and simple. Just do it, man, and don't let anybody stop you. Yeah, no, I, I – you know, I, I met – we were talking about all this stuff, and, and the bottom line is when I, when I put out – what I, I wrote, um, my, my, my book, I put it out for me. Um, you know, there was an intention that if I was, you know, conferences were to start up, I'd have 
something there to you know sell but I usually go to a conference and I'm, I'm giving a, a presentation on uh, cryptids or ghosts or UFO whatever it is um, but there's always that table where everybody's trying to hawk their stuff um, you can buy it if you want I think it's a great you know this is words and music that I did but like like with this I did it for me just like you're I think it's an important story the, the, these stories are important and people need to read them they're very they relate to current situation current events but also other events the what ifs um, if you're a Doctor Who fan you definitely need to get this um, definitely uh, there's a lot Even, yeah if you're a Doctor Who fan you will enjoy this novel it is nothing like anything about Doctor Who other than the similarity and character names uh, and where uh, I might talk about the wibbly wobbly ball of stuff. Yeah, it's just. But, uh, but, but at the same time, I also accredit Doctor Who when I say that. So it's no plagiarism. I got to make damn sure there's no plagiarism. No, it's not a plagiarism thing. And the reason why I said with Doctor Who fan is if you'll get the little nuances here. And you'll there. understand. You'll have yeah. a better understanding of timelines and realities and how things intermingle. Uh, I in. The uh, in Twisted Life, I took out the doctor's notes that are in Swamp Dust. I took out right. the doctor's notes, and there's a re I, I did that on purpose. Uh, but it really, it, oh, I don't even I forget where I was going with it. So, no, I mean, you know, it, it just gives them a, a you know, go get it. It's, it's more than affordable for everybody, um, these books. Especially in Kindle format, they work on your phone, they work on your laptop, they work on your your your, uh, your pads or whatever the hell they call this, your portable screens, um, and it's you know come on, it's like, and the paperbacks, there's paper, but Amazon yeah. is so incredibly slow right now. I ordered author proofs and I haven't, re I'm not going to receive them till the 20th of January. Oh please, when I remember when I I did mine, they said it was like almost a month before I got them. I'm like, what do you what? Yeah, it's a fucking month. And it's right. like, I'm sorry. Don't know. Do you think I'm going to give you $15 for shipping when you can't get it here in in a month, you know, in the three yeah. to five days you, you uh, say you're <laughs> going to get it to? Yeah, you know, it, it, well, Amazon's weird. I guess they're they're taking care of all the crap that they're trying to sell to everybody else. But um, I definitely, you know, I definitely, I love hard, I love physical book. Uh, there's something about them. I also love, you know, when when I get one of those, and I'm going to get that through you once you get them in well, the autograph copies, I told you give me Al's. <laughs> let's put it this way: I well, I will have my bike fixed. Uh, well, I just have to change the oil on the bike. Right. And uh, my granddaughter, my oldest granddaughter, uh, she's 18. Uh, she will come up with me, so I have a companion to to, to ride with. Right. And I will come up, and I will visit you, and I'll visit Al and whoever else and i will bring signed copies of my book awesome i remember because al said uh, i want a copy just tell me what i have to pay you and i told you to give me al's copy and just tell him it got lost in the mail uh, give <laughs> me know. a million bucks you can have <laughs> yeah. yeah no kidding so right now you have out and and we're rounding we're rounding home right now so as we see so swamp dust has been out for for a bit a couple of weeks now you're, yeah, for a month or so. Yeah, you just released Immortals Among Us. Yeah, within the last week or so. Right, and then you're you're releasing the uh, 
As soon as I get the cover work back <laughs> from you, I am going to release that. And then I'm done for a while. Yeah. And because I need to come up with something fresh. I mean, today I was toying around with a horror story about a guy that serial killers would be scared of. That's a great, <laughs> that's a great concept right there. It is, but you know what? I'm not going to go to that dark place. Right. You know, I mean, have you considered also maybe – because I've always said, you know, I, I loved Wednesdays when I heard, you know, you know, Dead and Five, and then I'm like, okay, cool, it's going to be a good show. Um, you know, you could possibly do the audio for this book and send out an audio version of it. I oh yeah, I forgot all about that. Ah. And, uh, Brian Anderson will uh, master my work. That is uh, he, awesome. He's right. great. He will master the work for me. I'm going to go ahead and do, I've already started working on it, but I have to start that over because I uh, want to publish. And, and if nothing else, it will go on SoundCloud for free. Oh, that'd be that, that's uh, because cool. the uh, publisher, the publisher for the audio novels, all those publishers, right. they're having uh, the authors are having a great deal of trouble getting paid for their work so you know I might as well just give it away for free yeah or you could do a, a PayPal type of thing or even fa- even on um, Facebook they offer you the ability to sell sell product and take uh, payment you know yeah well you know I mean I don't know 99 cents I mean come on it's like my 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 buddy where you know uh, his wife drives trucks still mm-hmm. and she wants the audio novel she said a week and a half ago when I was over there visiting she wanted the audio novel I said, it's fine. Oh, I will get that done. You know, and it's like the the way times are right now. Okay, I, I if somebody wants to give me two ninety nine for a Kindle, that's great. Yeah. But you know what? People, uh, two thousand dollars for a stimulus that they're talking about giving us now that they right. passed or some shit. That for me, that's going to be why I can come see you this week, this this summer. <laughs> All right, but for yeah. mo- a lot of people out there, that's the difference between uh, being homeless and not being homeless. You know, no, and you know, this is the, this is the whole thing about it. I'm I'm very mindful of of what well, little I have, um, and you know, and what little many people have. I mean, my um, our entire business is decimated. It's done. I mean, we get things here and there, um, but it's so few and far in between now. Because I'm in that, you know, the graph branding stuff, like you know, embroidery, whatever, um, and all those parties that we had are, they're gone, thanks to the uh, uh, criminals in charge. But, but I, I'm very mindful that there's a lot of people that just can't, and and literally 2.99 may be too much for them. That's why you know, and people are going, my family members and stuff are going, why are you giving it away for free? So well, because there's people out there that don't have three bucks. Yeah, they don't. And or and Amazon will only let me do that five days every 90 days. Right. Every 90 days, I plan on giving uh, my work away free. Well, and mean, if you fantastic. want it, you do. If you don't want it, you don't. But it will be there for free. So, I mean, yeah, I would I would keep – look, if you have it and you want to, definitely get, the, get it. Um, it's worth the reading. And, you know, if you can, and if not, and if you, you know, you want to read it, but you just can't muster up the, 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 the currency right now, just wait. You know, I mean, I, thanks thanks to you, Paul, you're going to be putting it on every 90 days and stuff. 
which is is awesome you know this is people don't do that anymore you know well there was a time when i lived on well you read it in the book i lived on the damn street i didn't have a pot to piss in all right i know what it's like not to have anything and i know what it's like uh not to be able to get to that place that you need to be so you can have a decent life because you don't have the ability to get there because you're on the street right and i don't want to see and it's not anything i want anybody to go through yeah, no, and, and I appreciate that. And, and one of the things I got out of this, and it's and I said it to Al, I was like, you know, I thought I had a messed up life, but you take the cake. You're like the cake. Oh, yeah, my up. life I mean, was a fucking train wreck in that book, wasn't it? Holy crap. Um, and, you know, wow. Uh, yeah, there's, a, there's more of an appreciation for for, for what you've done and, and how you've, out, you know, you the person you are right now that I've known for a bunch of years now. No, I, we do have to mention that, that there is strong language that is used yes. in my stories. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not for, for children. You know, you don't want to read them to it. No, I mean, it's this not. This is a bedroom, bedtime story. <laughs> 14, you know, 13, 14, 15, the way things are today, that that's fine. But it's not right. for preteens, and it's not for uh, kids under 10. It's, and, it's and, yeah, but that's not the entire book. I would definitely recommend that some, you know, like the, the haunted stories and the um, the the un, uh, unfreaking believable and the last story. It's really the first story. It's a little bit more not not as much for kids, but the the rest of it. I mean, I think that magic story about the swamp and the dragon. You can you can actually you know kind of tell the children about that. You know, take it and then give them a little bedtime story with that one. Um, because of the magic. Oh, yeah. And also, also, you know... Well, if I ever write any kids' stories, I'll just be sure to include that in the kids' oh, stories. definitely include that. But, and also, the last story is, is interesting because it's a long enough story where you can kind of make it over a couple of nights to keep the kids intrigued. And um, and it's... You can, you can get rid of the colorful stuff of, of for, for kids if you needed to. I'm just talking about as if you're repeating it as a story, like a bedtime story. But all well, yeah. it is a, um, it's it's a magical book. It really does kick a lot of butt, and and you know, um, it was uh, it's very interesting when I when I um, when I, I I gave it a review, and and I, re- I pretty much said this is a wonderful ride into the realms of adventure and magic. Um, and I said the author uses. It, um, use of timelines, travel, history, magic, and dragons, along with the natural dialogue of the characters, it casts you deep into a web of adventure, and you, where you cry for more. And I meant it. It's fast-paced. It's a fast read, but it's memorable. Um, I can't wait to read the next one. I just downloaded it again. But for everybody that's paying attention to this lovely show, um, where else can they find you? If they have questions, if they want to connect with you. Um, where can they get you? And also just tell them once again where well, they get your books. I, unfortunately, Swamp Dust is on Google Books too. And the, but I say unfortunately because they will not let you edit your work. Oh. So that version is not up to par. I'm not proud of it. And, um, but it is what it is. Uh, but where else can they find you? You find me on uh, Goodreads, which is uh, for authors. You find me on Facebook, 
and you don't find me anywhere else these days but on uh, oh I, instagram i i think uh it's tigger on or something like that on instagram i don't know but those are the three places that you find me well that you know and and um also very approachable for everybody's listening you can contact them i mean you know Depends if he wakes up grumpy, you know, sleeping be. <laughs> but, but uh, I definitely want to come back. Let, let's get you back and um, and talk about uh, the, the second book, and then when the third book comes out, um, I, I think it's it's definitely worthy of follow-ups because then we can go into a little bit more details. You know, well, we talked we we talked about all that, but okay, that's fine. Well, I'll be, you know I, I can come I mean, back. I I just think. You know, I haven't read it yet, so I may have more questions, and I, I could ask you directly because I have your number. But you know, why not promote it? And that's you know, that's how I roll. But I oh, that's coins. You normally when we're on the phone or when you hear your voice, um, I, I'm I'm not used to hearing no trains. <laughs> There's just a train going by now. Oh, because normally you hear the whistle. You know, it's like, you know. And then I'm waiting for Dead Dead and Fives to come on again, like I said. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I, I want to thank you very much for coming on the broadcast. Um, I want to thank you for penning these books and, you know, finally just getting it done. Get her done, as they say. Um, I do appreciate it. And also, you know, you're always welcome. I mean, you are like a, a brother from a different mother for me, but I don't want to be anywhere near your real mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, here's an example of my mother. It, it was- <laughs> Sheldon's mom combined with uh, someone else that would be evil. I can't Satan. remember what her. <laughs> would it be Satan? Oh, Leonard's mom and Sheldon. Uh, not, no, not Sheldon's mom. Leonard's mother. Ah. Leonard from Big Bang. Yep. You know, um, that, that that's uh, she's combined with somebody else, but I can't remember the other characters. Uh, show. She's she's a wow. (laughs) I mean, there's no words to describe. Just read it, and you're just gonna be like, you will have a lot more appreciation for your own parent. Although mine was pretty evil, but most people I've seen that had issues with their mother, um, they don't hold (laughs) candles to you. (laughs) Oh well, you know, I could tell. I could spend an hour fucking crying about how my mother was you know I, I won't do that but I mean <laughs> I tell you what she is a book in herself so you know um, you want to talk about you when you just mentioned you were going to do a book about uh, some, some evil thing that was serial, serial killers were afraid of yeah I think it's about your mom <laughs> oh uh, but again I thank you very much okay we're going to go out from this but uh to everybody, enjoy your new year. This is going to be out well before the new year. And leave a comment, subscribe, share it with your friends. It makes a great New Year's gift. Um, being a subscriber to Inside the Goblin Universe on Podbean.com. And we'll uh, speak to you uh, soon. All right, you guys have a good one. Thank you for listening. I'll see you. Bye. Hey, this is Brian Bowden. I want to extend a deep thanks to Purple Planet. You guys rock. You're listening to Double Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. The opinions expressed on Double Boomy are of that of the host and his guests.
there are spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. Go away. Go. I, I got it. I got it. Hey, everybody. It's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time. And uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson. Hey everyone, I'm Kat Ward, host of Paranormal Heart, your monthly paranormal podcast. Join me the last Sunday of every month as I speak to people who share their paranormal experiences. You can follow me on Podbean, YouTube, TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, and Paranormal Radio.